You are hanging out with Scooter and this is Let's Chat with Scooter. These are conversations with people that I've come across on my path through this wonderful journey we call life. They're stories I hope will impact you on a personal level, lift you up, educate you, make you smile, or inspire you to reach for your goals and dreams so that you may be the best version of you that you were meant to be. Let's spread the positivity. And now, today's chat. Welcome to Let's Chat with Scooter, and today our special guest is Will Brookhart. Will, why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners and tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, for sure. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, my name is Will Brookhart. I'm a 22-year-old musician, music producer, uh, currently based out of Dallas-Fort Worth, DFW. Tell us a little more about producing. What, uh, what does that entail? Music producing, so I'm doing, I'm, I primarily work with uh, Carly Bearden. That's how me and the wonderful Scooter got connected. But uh, I like, I'm focusing on the music side of songs, the instrumental, the drums, the strings, bass, guitar, chords, all of that, and just let Carly handle any of the lyric stuff. She gets to speak to the people and I get to make a move. So that's the, that's the dynamic that we've created. Um, I... Uh, started producing just over just over a year, just over a year ago, a year and a half maybe. Um, I've always been a musician. Uh, I started piano at like second grade, and I'm actually classically trained on the uh, double bass, and that's what my uh, my major is in college right now. I'm at UNT trying to finish a music uh, music performance degree for double bass. So I went to school thinking I was going to be playing in an orchestra and then i met carly and now i'm like now i'm gonna go move to la and be famous before you met carly where were you think you were headed um as far as an orchestra now i was um i don't know i was i was always trying to figure out exactly like i knew i wanted to do i knew i wanted to do music um i went to college thinking i was gonna teach i've had a background in teaching both classical side and songwriting creative um that was i was always growing up with both of those hand in hand and wanted to find ways to combine them i feel like both like the classical world is very strict and uh has a rep of being a bit stuck up and then the like creative side is more like loose but not as like mature sometimes and i was like let's just merge the two and so i'd always been uh performing and teaching stuff that i've created on my own and so i was trying to i think i think before i met carly i was gonna find a way to continue teaching creative styles in a classical world but i uh honestly linking up with carly was quite a blessing because that like took off and i was like oh that's what i want to do i had a i had one of those good uh existential crises of oh i'm about to enter my last year of college i have no idea what i'm doing with my life and then pieces just started falling into place and we're like okay i think we're good to go i think we we have our plan set in in college is always interesting because people end up some people end up 
going a certain way that they, you know, they have a plan and they end up completing that plan and others like yourself and like Carly, uh, they go into college with the hopes of finding themselves, you know, finding, you know, a career or something to interest them. And I think it's neat the way that things played out. I never would have taken you for classical. Um, every photo I've ever seen, you know, with you with the guitar, I'm thinking this guy wants to be in a hair band. He wants to rock out. It's great. Dude, none of the, no one that knows me from like classical side really knows that I'm into like pop music production. Like I listen to just a bunch of trap and stuff. And then anyone that knows me on like the pop side has no idea that I have like an intense classical music background. So it's all, it's been a weird uh, crossover. Carly mentioned uh, in her podcast how the two of you, if you were followed around by the MP- NTV uh, movie crew, that you you could pretty much do a real life TV show because you guys are always just jiving and vibing and oh, we, we kind of crazy. We live in a do yeah. Our life is a TV show, our reality show. Reality, okay, something like that, dude. We yeah, our our lives our life is just like it's just everything just works or doesn't work. I don't know how many of the like horrible, like the nightmare stories Carly shared. We'll get to that later. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Cause she didn't share any. And um, that's one of the things I was definitely going to get into where you can uh, completely embarrass her oh, lovely. and lovely. Uh, throw her under the she's bus. Gonna, she's going to have to come back on here later then. So yeah, she can always defend herself. Back. There's she'll, no worries. She'll come back. She'll come back. If you wanna, if you wanna take the reins back, launch something. Else. Yeah, what uh, what are some of the harder parts about being a producer? Is it more about you know, kind of directing how things go, or is it about editing, or is it about? Um... I'd say a lot of a lot of uh, you. You probably have some of the same with um, the editing these podcast. When it comes to editing, a lot of a lot of music production is like patience and trusting yourself. I think music in general, a lot of it is. Especially when you're writing, it's trusting. But it's like, I'm I'm pretty new to this, I'd say, in like the large s- scheme of things. I'm like pretty pretty new to the scene, and I'm still learning. And I love learning, and that's that's what like keeps pushing me so hard. But there's there's a ton of times that it's just like I don't have the patience to like sit down and figure out how to make this sound exactly the way I want. But that's what that's what music production is it's about, like getting as nitty gritty as possible. Um, getting like all the fine details correct, and so it's a lot of patience, which is I like to. I'm a very um, uh, impatient person by trade, and uh, but then also knowing that like taking a step back and like realizing it's like oh I just made something that's super cool. That's that's the part of trust that I'm definitely learning and getting better at. But I think. You know, having a little bit of less experience might benefit in certain aspects, meaning you're going to bring a new sound. You might, you know, find something new that no one's thought of, um, whether it be intentional or accidental. So, you know, I think there's pluses to everything, whether it's an experience or experience. So 100 percent. I think every every track that Carla and I do, it's we've been we've been knocking out a bunch of just because we, we, we linked up um about a year ago and it was like right at the start of me learning production and her also trying to find her sound so we've been like developing our joint sound together 
and just like through like just hopping every single genre you can think of and i think that has also helped us like we'll just approach a track completely different from what we had just done and she'll be like hey can we try like and like a more edm sound i'm like i've never done that let's try it do a little do a little youtube dive in learn some do some quick tutorials and then it's just like hey how does this sound this is cool this is like in that direction but it's also still like i guess there's like still like it's still in your comfort zone or when it's still in your comfort zone it you get a little bit of that sound that's like true to you that's yeah but it's in a in a comical way, it's because you're limited and you don't know how to get out of your comfort zone, but it also keeps you consistent. So we'll go with that. <laughs> how did you guys meet? Did you guys bump into a coffee shop or mutual friends, or how was that? Uh, we met. Um, she was featured on this uh, this service called Quadio, um, and I it was she was featured as an artist of the day, and I was following them. Um, and I was like, oh, cool. This person is nearby me, just dropped an album or dropped an EP. It was right on her birthday for 11.05. And I listened to it. I was like, whoa, this is cool. I want to I wanna do some of this. And at the time, I was just doing like guitar loop videos on like a second hidden Instagram account. And so I did a guitar loop of her track Rush and sent it to her. And she replied back and was like, you're a real musician. Let's link. And then we started talking, started just working at like her guitarist for live shows, did a couple of those. And then once I like started getting a better grip on production and felt more comfortable, uh, we started writing together and it just took off from there. But pretty chance it was, and like all in the last like 14 months. It's kismet, you know, it was meant to be oh, there. Yeah. What were you like uh, uh, in school? Were you a good student? I'm a I'm a I'm a brilliant student. No, I'm really okay. don't don't be humble. So I'm yeah. I'm the most humble person I think I've ever met. It's phenomenal. I'm like it's it's awesome. I'm just so humble all the time. Uh, I okay. So this is how I've been putting it. I'm really good at passing, but I'm a horrible student because I don't care about school anymore. <laughs> Which is kind of which is sad. I lo- like I like learning. I don't like sitting in classrooms. Um, Zoom University hasn't been great because I have like there's like a lot less. Uh, like if you're in a room, like if you physically got out of bed and left your house to go to a school to sit there, you're gonna stay there. But if you're on a Zoom call, you can just leave that whenever you want. So I have very bad student uh, behavior, but I pass everything. I was I was really good in, in like high school, and then college happened. Freedom happened. Yeah, I was like that in high school, where you know I was the class clown, didn't listen to the teacher, but got straight A's. Oh, hundred percent. Because I, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and the people around you don't like you, but you know the fact that you know you're getting you're getting the grades you need to get. When I was in seventh grade, I was invited over the summer to visit Virginia Tech, and I attended a couple week course. And I took classes. It was really interesting being that young. And we got to live in the dorms, had to eat at the cafeteria. I realized college wasn't for me. (laughs) (laughs) I ended up working for a few colleges. You know, I I learned that you'd never force someone to go to school because it's just a waste of money. And you're also killing a lot of their dreams. I can't imagine taking college courses online during COVID. 
that's got to be hard. I mean, I I lucked out because I did. I so if if you look back, I was a really good student in high school, and I showed up to college with like forty credits, so which saved me a ton of money and a ton of time. And so once I got to college, because I was doing just a music performance degree, like all my classes were music. I didn't have to deal with any like English or math or science classes. Like I just got to do music full time, which is which is really good. Um, which made it. I don't think I would have survived college if I was doing like an, an actual degree. Uh, but just getting to play bass and just like become the best bassist I can, that was okay. I could do that. That's that's all I did in high school. I would just like skip class and go practice. So that's the like that I would get through college. <laughs> in my personal experience, you know, degrees as a whole are great. But unless you're going to be a doctor or a lawyer, they don't benefit you enough to warrant the amount of money you're putting yeah. in. Um, degrees are like, know, the, like just gates. They don't they don't do anything. Just open it to other stuff. That like, at least for music, it's like a music performance degree. That means nothing. That gets you into grad school. That's it. <laughs> yeah, you know, and in most jobs, even if let's say you decided not to go musically. Most jobs just look to see that you completed a degree because it means you're focused and you're dedicated, right. and that's all they look for. Right. You know, it could be in basket weaving, it could be an acupuncture. Oh, I would, um, I, I would, I would survive college if I was on a degree for basket weaving. That sounds phenomenal. <laughs> but I think, uh, I think you know, music, art, um, literature, anything, anything creative, is going to benefit you in so many ways. I take it you didn't play many sports if you're that far into music. Is is that a fair statement? I started with soccer, and then I had to end up I, – I played it, like, through sophomore year of high school. I was playing varsity, and then it was, like, music's taking over. I miss – I play way too much FIFA now. I play a lot of FIFA. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, soccer I – lo- I love – soccer's my, soccer's my sport of choice. But, yeah, it definitely took a took a second – second seat to to music once i started getting like really serious second chair chair. (laughs) so what what other what type of hobbies do you have other than music what what uh interests what is this is such a hard question to answer because there's not an answer i just do music i like i guess i watch uh i've gotten in recently like i spend a lot of time on youtube too which is scary i need to get need to get off youtube um, I haven't completely fallen into TikTok. I like we'll spend like twenty minutes. That's oh, good. Man. I like I the, when I first got it at the beginning of pandemic though, there were definitely times where I like I'd heard stories of like you open TikTok at one a.m. and you close it at three, and like two minutes pass, but it's been two hours. That definitely happened in like March, but it's a fair statement. I mean, there's, I can't tell you, I mean, I'm almost scared to hit that button because that's a rabbit hole that you fall down and you can't get out. And it's like just one more video. And then they've, they've got those ads where the guy's telling you, you've been here too long. You're just just like, no, no, no. And then you, and it doesn't let you see the time at the top of the screen. That that was smart. That was smart by them. If you could see what time it was that people would get off like hours before they do. I don't know if you've ever been to a casino, but in Vegas, they they had the ceilings painted like blue, open, beautiful skies in the hallways. There's no clocks anywhere. You completely sensory, you know, you can't see anything. And that's how they keep you there. You know, they just make you 
feel like it's daytime all the time and you lose track of time and all your money time so you have even less awareness of what time it is Uh, what's currently your favorite song oh man um not necessarily yours it doesn't have to be yours i mean we'll we'll plug you at the end but uh you know something that you know you love to play on the radio or if it if it's playing you love to hear it Dude, I'm hopping on the Olivia Rodrigo train, driver's license. That track's phenomenal. That's been that's been on loop. Uh, this is an artist in London named May Miller. She's up and coming pop. She has her, she did an EP earlier in 2020 that have that's been on loop very recently. Um, I like Ariana Grande. I didn't once I got into music production, I started listening to like all the top like 40 music, which I never really listened to. I just realized that's like this music is at the top because it's like perfectly made. Like there's just so the Ariana's position album is also like heavy rotation right now. When you listen to music, do you do you take I'm a part for production now? I can't listen to music for music sake. I'm like every time I'm every time I listen to something and I'm like, that's a cool beat. Oh, that's a cool sound. Can I make that? I don't know how to make that. Let's go figure that out. Or like Oh, what a cool chord progression! That's like I, 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 I'm only analyzing, which kind of, which kind of sucks. But it's also like there's always cool stuff going on, and everyone else is like so creative and so talented that it's like it's entertaining in a way. I guess there's sometimes that I can completely zone out, but no, nah, I'm like mostly, mostly analyzing. So what are some of the pl- favorite places you've either visited or lived? Ooh. I honestly haven't traveled too much. That is that's been something that I've really wanted to do and was I had plans to travel a lot um like right when covid happened and I was like, "Well, okay, I have plans to travel but not in the near future anymore." But uh I grew <laughs> up in Austin. And that was wonderful. I'd love to move back there eventually. My parents are still there. I've like, I really loved how like welcome and open that city is, and especially the music scene. Mm-hmm. It's like I got really involved in the Austin music scene. I was like a like beginning of high school, and I would be going to like Twenty One Up shows as like a fifteen year old, which is pretty funny. And I just like befriended all the bar owners and would just text them and be like, "Hey, let me in. I know it's, it's Twenty One, but can I get in tonight? Like, you can X me. I'll pay like a ten dollar mining charge." And they're like whatever come hang and i'm like cool they're like don't drink anything and i'm like i don't plan to but i lucked out because i grew up on the east coast right outside of washington dc and they had clubs that just astounded me they had clubs that were six floors and each floor played a different type That's of music and had smoke what? machines um you know you know, you had different types of clubs for different types of people. And being in D.C., the, the most interesting part about going to a club was, A, where are you going to park? <laughs> and don't ever drive your own car if you can help it to protect oh your vehicle. God. So the homeless guys come up to you and they were like, hey, for five bucks, I'll watch your car. And for me, that's like valet parking. I, hey, watch my car. <laughs> and if you didn't pay them they may do something to your car. So it was definitely worth the five bucks. The club scene out there was pretty crazy. Growing up, introducing myself to all that the club had to offer between music and 
the funner aspects of going to a club uh, besides drinking made uh, made the club scene in D.C. pretty cool. I live in South Dakota and there is zero places to go. I would not. Um, you can go hang out with the cows and play in a cornfield. Um, people drive trucks through cornfields oh. for fun. I moved out here just to get away from the city. I got tired of the crime and the, yeah. and the, and the people. Yeah, I, I, uh, I want to move back to Arizona. Uh, South Dakota is the club capital of the world. So that's where I'm going to make all yeah, my you money. can, you can open the first, the, the first clubs. What are some things that you're not very good at that you wish you were? doesn't sound like there's many that you're not good at. But, Vi- gra- uh, visual art, graphic design. I'm like moderately colorblind. I'm colorblind, which sucks. And I've like, it's always been like, made me think about like pictures and art like kind of harder because it there's just like more barriers but i like kind of got into like honestly once i started like taking instagram almost seriously which sounds really stupid well like once i like realized what you can do in an instagram story i was like this is kind of cool i want to do more of this like and also like photography, I've I, I do not have an eye to capture stuff, and I'm in full admiration of people that do. Um, we just did like. I just did. We did like a mini photo shoot this last week, and it was my first time like ever like real really being in front of a camera, and that blew my mind. And I'm like, dang, people that are good at photography scare me because they they can see everything. They're seeing, I guess, like me listening to tracks, hearing stuff that no one else is hearing. I hope that's the same for like, like top top photographers. They're just like seeing stuff that I would never catch myself. You need to hit some of the TikTok ones where the, I've seen a photographer take a piece of styrofoam, cut out the middle, and then on the other side they have a hand of fake snow and they're sprinkling it as they take a photo. And it looks like they're shooting the picture oh, no. through ice oh, and it's no. snowing and simple things like you're that. About just to, you're about my to mind. completely flip my TikTok algorithm. I'm on like Among Us TikTok right now. I'm about to end up on photography snow styrofoam TikTok. That sounds better. I mean, it's just the stuff that they do. Have you tried those colorblind glasses? Because I, I hear they do yet. wonderful I'll, I'll things. I'll wait until I have an audience and do a big color reveal or something. Because I was curious how much they cost. They're only like three hundred bucks. I pay three hundred dollars right. for my prescription glasses. I'll so, try. You know, I'll try it. That's an, I don't. I don't know what they. I, I should look into it. I don't know what they would do. I don't think my life would be drastically different if I could see more colors. I hope you can hear the air quotes going on right now. But you know what's funny is I'm curious as to what your closet would look I'd, like. I would pro- oh, man, I don't know. I think I would still wear. A, an equal amount of overwhelmingly black but on a monochrome it's become my thing kind of because it's easy but also just because it's my thing i guess i i wear a lot of black i don't i don't think i've worn blue jeans since i was like five it's just black jeans for the rest of my life black's a good color it goes with everything it's classic it makes you look slick you know you had you, you posted a photo today where you looked awfully GQ 
And uh, yeah, is that, that was from one crazy. of those photo shoots? Carla sent me the photos last night, and we were just going over them on FaceTime. And she, because she was like, I want to see a reaction to all these, because she knew that I'd never done like anything that would have like resulted in anything like that. And so, yeah, we were in this like fancy ass house, and it was just like, oh, hello, I own this now. Like, those that was cool. That's got to be neat. I mean, wardrobe changes, being in clothes you can't afford. The stars, when you watch them do those photo shoots for whether it's GQ or uh, Vogue or whatever, the really, they're really famous people get to mm-hmm. keep the ones they want, which I think is cool. That'd be kind of neat. You go into a place. Not only do you get a photo shoot, you get uh, to take dude, the yeah, stuff just, home. Just to wear like one more time in your life ever. If you could be anybody, past or present, fictional or real, for a week, who would you be and what would you do? If I could be anyone for a week. Um, look, Spyro wants to say Phineas, just because he's like my like ins- like primary inspiration for music, and just being work with yeah. anybody I want, and just like make like be on top of the world. That sounds pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Um. I want. I'm trying to think. There's probably like an athlete that I would say that I would want to be. I get. I, I get inspired a lot by people who are like top of the game. Like, it's cool to cool to look up to people who are the best. Because and then like learning like what they yeah. did to get there, just how they act. That's pretty cool. I I guess that means I'm chasing fame. That's pretty cool. I'll take it. You know, like a lot of coworkers. You know, as the football season is coming to an end, they always ask me what team is my team. And I said, I don't have a team. I have players. I, I love people who are the best at their role, whether it be a quarterback Mm. or whatever, you know, I find it a shame that people don't acknowledge people who are outstanding in their field. Um, Patrick Mahomes or, you know, anybody like that. No one expected him to be the amazing athlete that he is. And I, I was I was rooting for him so hard to do so well and to see someone succeed. And it's, you know, the underdog or the one that people yeah. just don't expect. I think I'd know, probably is, is I think my nice. answer would actually probably be Trent Alexander Arnold. He's a Liverpool football player, soccer player. He's like right okay. he's like the probably the best right back in the world. So like a niche obscure position that doesn't get a lot of clout. But he's like 21, and he's just like chilling it. And I'm like, that's pretty. That sounds pretty fun. Like, and it's like he's playing with his home club. Like he grew up admiring Liverpool. I'm like, that sounds. That sounds like a pretty good life. Like he worked for that, and he made it, and now he's on top of the world. That's pretty cool. They're hardcore over there in Europe. I need to go to Europe. That's that's one of my travel destinations. I'll go hang out in Europe any day. What are some of the important things that you've learned so far um, in life? Be curious. I think that uh, there's this brilliant man that I was friends with in Austin named Michael Romero who would lead like staff trainings for this place that I worked and he would always say like, be curious, like always be learning. If like there's disagreements with anybody, be curious as to why they might be thinking different from you. And I think that stuck with me a lot Carly mentioned at the like very beginning of her podcast but she and I have been been very adamant with each other about making sure that we stay vulnerable 
especially when like recording takes or performing live it's like hey we need to be vulnerable in this space or it's not going to be sincere that's one of the tattoos i want to get i want to get a be vulnerable tat like somewhere on my wrist be curious be vulnerable i try not to like worry about petty stuff and just like think big picture when i can and if there's something that's like bothering me i just like think about why it would be bothering me and then get annoyed with it and just like push it away I think I, I live like a pretty healthy life that'll probably turn toxic and like an explosion of chaos and then be good again like a day later. So I was told by an intelligent individual one day, if you're if you're struggling over something, ask yourself in six months, is this really going to matter? And if the answer is no, then don't worry about it. And the answer is yes. Then take some time and figure out a way around it or make it better. But, you know, you can, yeah, I mean, it, some things just don't matter. I mean, you, you, everyone's going to have a bad day. Don't let it define you. Don't let anything embarrass you. Learn from your mistakes and let's, let's just stay positive. The scooter, you know? Change the podcast. Spouting wisdom. <laughs> what is the best compliment uh, you've ever received? The best compliment. Um, when we were setting this up, there's this. Carly and I like to talk about how like, I'm the quiet one. Like I can talk, just don't, because I don't need to, because she yeah. does. Um, I also don't like talking about myself a lot. Just this is cool. Thanks for having me. This is fun. Um, what's the best compliment? Okay, so it's probably it's there's there's two options right now. They're both about music, and they're both about my music. So one of them, when I was in high school, I sent my friend a track, who was like she's like stressing out over some really stupid stuff in life like college applications or something and like sent her this song that was just like here's like a little serenade for your sanity i just like made a little series called sandy serenade series which are just like instrumental guitar loops and then she said that she fell asleep to it and i'm like that's really nice that's sweet i like that and then the other option would be we literally just like two weeks ago we'd finished a track and we played it for a bunch of people for the first time um and everyone was just like like dancing like making people dance that's 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 like one of the best compliments just like people enjoying what you do it was very validating it was great yeah yeah it's got to be nice so you mentioned you wanted to get a tattoo are you going to get any tattoos the day i graduate I'm getting a honey tattoo on my finger with Carly because we got a track coming out called Honey. Eventually, we'll see when that happens. Um, I want to get a be vulnerable tat. I want to get some like I really like flowers. I want to get some flowers on like my fingers or wrists or arms or something. Uh, I have a bunch of ideas and no clear opportunity to get them yet, but it's coming up in the future. Also, tats are expensive as you. I believe no. <laughs> I've gotten 13 this year. This I got year? one yesterday. And I've got That's three awesome, set man. for Dude, next tattoos month. Are, tattoos are so cool. My yeah. dad doesn't like them. And that's okay. That's, that's your opinion. He, he can, I love my dad. He's awesome. But and I'm like, I think it just like that permanent, like the permanent part of it is like can be scary to people. And I'm just like, this is art. This is awesome. This is a commitment. I love that. I'm huge in the art. I love, you know, my friends who do art 
you know, some of them had sent artwork to Carly. And my tattoos, to me, are like a walking, you know, gallery. And when I'm at work or if I'm having a bad day, they literally make me happy because they're they're things that I worked with with the artist to design. And so I've got them all over my arms. Um, I've got some on my legs. And, you know, it's just... <laughs> It gets addictive. Once you get one, you get more. And, uh, you know, yesterday sitting in the studio, it was like being in the locker room with a bunch of guys. We're all just razzing on each other. And Like you're back you already. Know, it, it's good stuff. Hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you do in your free time if you it's have any? FIFA. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I, I need to I've – been, I've been wanting to, like, start uh, – like taking walks i feel like a grandpa like an old man saying that but i need to get outside more but yeah i think all my free time i'm like just playing fifa just i don't i ha- it's it's so it's really weird because i have so much time because i don't have any com- i don't have like any real commitments and so i have a ton of free time but i also feel like i don't have any time because i'm like always just doing miscellaneous random stuff I also don't schedule my life at all, so that probably doesn't help. But uh, it's, and that was like something that I like found like right when I went to college too, because like it always, especially with like me like music producing now, where I'm like still trying to learn stuff and still trying to get better, and I'm always could be creating like the next hit. It's like I have all this time where I'm not required to do anything, but I always could be working towards something. Cause like the work never ends. And so that's just that, that weird paradox of no free time, like unlimited free time. I play way too much FIFA. This is <laughs> I'm just serious, serious conversation now. Way too much FIFA. This is an intervention. <laughs> what, do, what do you, what do your parents think about uh, your career They're, choice? Uh, it, I think um, they trust me, which is very, um, I'm very lucky, and uh, that I think that going into music as like classical music is already a risk and like kind of hard to explain. It's like, yeah, I want to go like into a field that a lot of people view as dying or like don't like the success rate, like the top like one percent of people make it. Like that's what I want to go do, and so I think going into music as a as a start is something that's just like stressful when we talked about a bit, like when I was finishing high school, but like they trust me and they know that I am like a hundred percent in like committed to it. Um, and I think that they think that I can succeed in it. And so they're, they've been very uh, receptive and supportive. And once stuff comes up that like, like opportunities come up, they're like supportive, but also, um, not hesitant, but like careful about it, which has been really nice. And they're like, if I get like super excited about something, I'm like, yeah, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to go do this and this and this and this. They're going to be like, well, yeah, cool. So how does that work? Are you sure you can do this? Are these the right people and everything? And so they help me see the bigger picture a lot too. So they've been, they've been very, very nice on the, it was, it was was tricky though. They hadn't, they did not inherently understand what producing music was. And so that was that was fun when I was like, "Hey, I don't really play double bass anymore. I just sit in my room on my laptop and program drums." And they're like, 
Right. Okay. Interesting. Tell us more. <laughs> yeah, I think it's great that they take an interest and, you know, they, they give you that sounding board, you know, like if I'm going to make a big decision, I like bouncing it off a few people yeah. just to see if it's crazy and, you know, yeah, find out been, if it's the right thing to do. Support. My like main base professor at uh, my school, UNT, has been uh, incredibly supportive of me, like doing other stuff also. And so it's just been, been some, there have been some nice people just uh, they're like they, I think they, they see that I'm dedicated. It's something that I'm really trying to work towards. Um, that's what, yeah, I think if you see people working hard, like let them run with it. Yeah. If let's say music doesn't work out, let's just say tomorrow you decide music isn't going to, do you think you'll become a teacher? Uh, I have absolutely no clue. I have genuinely no idea what I would do tomorrow. If I was like, oh, no, music's not a thing. I could I'd probably teach. I like inspiring people. I think teaching is a cool way to do that. I don't know. I, I, I'm not entirely sure if I have the patience to teach, but I, I would be a good teacher. I could teach people. It sounds like you'd inspire people. And, you know, the best teachers are the ones that inspire the individuals in the room. So. I think uh, I think if you yeah, had to, that. yeah, I we've, I'm in like well. a pedagogy class right now. And we're just talking about um, like teaching is reflecting on yourself also, and it's like you get better by teaching people. And I would, I would enjoy it. I think I, I would enjoy it once I get once I get into the hang of it. But yeah, dude, I have not remotely thought about life without music. That's just that's just that's just not the that ain't that ain't even yeah. that ain't it. <laughs> In the best ways, in the best ways. <laughs> That's just not even coming up, which is sweet. What's the craziest thing that you would say that you've done so far? Um, dude, I'm boring. That's fair. You know, I mean, you know, boring is safe and yeah. safe is, what is if, fine. What have I done you know? that's crazy? Man, I'll... I'll later i'll come up with something that's like uh what did i do <laughs> <laughs> any real life yeah, grand theft auto you know nothing like that um <laughs> my car broke down in a waterburger drive-thru that was fun that's a good it was it was awesome carly pushed it by herself that? out of the drive-thru it was like midnight we were stranded it was awesome drunk she scares she's me. a beast so what would you do if you were given three Ooh. wishes what would you ask for um Oh man, I feel like I, I'm scared to say that I want like I would just want a bunch of money, but like you can do you can do good stuff with that. I would want to be able to yeah. travel freely, like no time, no cost, just like teleporting, just like just to go visit people. That have, like so much of um so much of like the last year has just been me connecting with people online that. Like pretty much like almost everyone I talk to now, I've never met in person, which is crazy. It just like blows my mind. Like I got connected with like some like college music networks and just other artists from across the country. And it's just like, all the people that I like talk with every day and like work with and collaborate with, and we've never been in the same room. So teleporting, that sounds pretty cool. It's a nice wish. Their wish, uh, like wish everyone was like slightly happier. Or nicer to someone. That sounds like a nice good use of the wish. That'd be good use. I, of I, the I feel wish, like yeah. I'm a like, or, or, or I don't know. I, I wish I'd be like verified on Instagram. That's pretty. That's a good wish too. 
<laughs> what, awesome. What's it been, been like growing to together from the start? Um, we push each other in the right ways. Um, we've we keep getting better at giving each other space and also helping each other get through stuff that comes up. She's like she's like a sister to me at this point, which has been amazing. Um, I think she has she's like from like day one of me working with her, she was like, yeah, like you're part of the team and everyone on our team is equal. Like it's not like me and then people that are helping me like see like we're all in this together. And that just coming from like, I was like pretty much like strictly in the like cutthroat classical world. And I was like, I've never heard anything like this. This is crazy. So she's, she's been, she's been phenomenal to work with and like cares about the people around her. And uh, she's great. We have like, we're also getting really good at like taking breaks where it's like, we can get so much stuff done, like blitz all in like, like no sleep, no food, just like grinding the entire time. And then we're getting better at being like, Hey, do you want to just go get like coffee and talk or like just do nothing? We're like, yeah, that sounds great. And so we're, we're getting, I think we're getting to the point where it's like a really productive and really healthy relationship. Yeah. Getting in a good room. awesome. What moments in your life would you say have defined you as a person? Um, There've been, I think musically my freshman year, I made like all state orchestra, which is was like like big achievement, I guess, for public school. Like big big picture means nothing, but it opened my eyes to. I got to play with like a phenomenal group, like a really talented, like best in best in the state of high schoolers, and it opened my eyes to like, oh, this is how cool it can be to perform music with people and to collaborate with people. I think that was really big on just like shaping my like music career and getting into that. I can't, I, I don't know if I have like other precise moments, but I've always just enjoyed, I enjoy like, believe it or not, I enjoy like taking like command of the room sometimes when I want to, when I want to take over a room, I can. And so if I want to be like, like the, like the centerpiece and like be cracking jokes, be the class clown as you were, like, I can do that if I want. Um, and there have been times where, like, I think in, hi- in high school, I was just, like, I knew, like, every single creative person at that school. Like, any, like, band, orchestra, songwriter, artist. Like, I had knew- known everybody. And it's, like, getting to, like, hang out and just, like, walk around and just say hi to, like, all these people that were, like, incredibly talented. That was really cool. And I think it helped me, like, start to always surround myself with people that, really good at what they do and also just like really artistic artists are cool people we like artists if you could turn back time and talk to your younger self are there any lessons oh you man dude to teach I, yourself? I feel like i've grown up so much in the past six months even like i i get that i'm a young person i'm 22 that's not old i have so much life ahead of me i can't pinpoint exactly where i've grown but i'm like I think I think I am getting more patient. I'm getting more. I'm better at seeing big picture, and I think um, that's something that I could tell my younger self. Uh, I think also just telling myself like, just just like to trust yourself more and like tell young Will that he's good at what he do. Uh, I think that that would always help. 
Um, yeah. Do you have any advice for people who are thinking about getting into the music industry Listen to good music or having a music it's career good for a reason? I think I'm, I'm inspired by everything I listen to. Um, I think a, a lot of what I even like straight classical music, like I get inspired by, like if I'm playing like a bass concerto, I'm inspired by like Billie Eilish on stage, like owning her performance. It's like, she's she's so cool her and phineas i mean the two of them together i just i would love to sit in the room why they're why they're creating or brainstorming because you know he's amazing and she's phenomenal mm-hmm. and her personality there's a and, lot of there's know, a lot of ways that i like uh, yeah i'm inspired and strive to be like in a phineas position like not obviously not just be, or obviously the he has like all the success in the world, but it's also like his like seeing seeing Billy's live set. Um, that was also like exactly what I wanted to do. Where it's just like focus on Billy. Phineas is over there, like mm-hmm. having the time of his life, playing any instrument he wants on like each track. He's switching between like guitar, bass, keys. Like he can do whatever, and then just Marshall's on drums, just like holding everything down. Like that was perfect. That was, uh, and I was like, that's what I want to do. And then, uh, that was like, that was like a month. I saw her like a month before linking with Carly. And then I was like, oh, interesting. Let's, let's, let's make, let's make Carly be my Billy and I'll be Phineas and we'll, we'll. yeah. And they, they have a, they have a dynamic duo of like a healthy writing, perfect relationship. I think as far as we know, but I think they're good. Yeah. I used to. Do you do a lot of independent music? I, I haven't, like, I have a, I dropped an EP over the summer that was a collaboration that was, like, done entirely over Zoom. And that was really cool. Um, that's, like, what I was talking, like, I, I've collaborated with all these artists that I've never met. And it was just, it was just mind-blowing. But I haven't thought about anything, like, Will Brooker independent music. I can, I can sing sometimes. I don't really like to. I, I don't have the patience to record myself because I listen to it and I'm like hypercritical. I'm like, nah, that ain't it. And then I'll just like stop. But I think we're, I think we're starting to bring back some more Will Brickhart music, some more independent music, working with other people and like collaborating with other people. Um, and so my main focus has been like taking like the backseat producer role, which I'm chill with. Uh, but I think um, there might be some, some more like, Maybe solo will, but more likely like more collab projects with other artists besides Carly. Do uh, do you do covers of bands you like or enjoy listening other to? Other than like, I've done like a couple guitar loop covers of tracks. I don't think I've properly like thought about covering a track. I don't think I've ever performed someone else's song live. I've I've never been into covers. I like I like arranging them and creating like uh, my own twist on it, but I've I don't I don't know if I've done like a genuine <laughs> top to bottom front to back cover, which has been cool. I did my first remix recently that actually dropped just two days ago. It's of this artist Dasha based out of Nashville in L.A. It's a track called None of My Business. Um, that was that was really fun because it was like I just worked off an exist. There's like an existing song. That already had the vocals done and then i just got to recreate an entirely different instrumental behind it 
And that was really cool just getting to see like, this is what they did. I like that. I think I can do this like kind of different or kind of better. And then just like recreating from there. So remixes are cool. I guess those are like kind of covers, but. I, I kind of saw that. Yeah. Um, I think the link was on your Facebook. What band uh, or artist are you most influenced by? Maggie Rogers. Maggie Rogers is what made me want to like get into like the pop music scene or like the popular commercial music. I like was like obsessed with Maggie Rogers. And, like she was like my idol. Still is. And I like was talking to my roommate. And I was like, I want to be friends with Maggie. What's the easiest way to do that? Probably be famous myself. Okay, I'm going to start like releasing music then. And so she's been like big inspiration. Um, what's that? Billy, Phineas, Maggie. Uh, this is an artist named Ash out of LA. She, she had the most wholesome concert of my life. She blew up recently, but I got to see her when there were like 30 people in the audience. Like front row, just like... I have a video of the concert and she like stares right at my camera and I'm like, Oh my God, this is the best moment of my life. Um, she's, she's like really genuine and just like phenomenal musician has a really unique voice. She's a big inspiration and glasses, Rachel Bobbitt. Uh, she is like a long time collaborative with this uh, guitarist, justice Deer. I think they're based out of Toronto. I think they're my age like young 20s if if that even um but she is like really uh i i don't listen to lyrics i just listen to tracks now but she has very like personal lyrics that are like filled with imagery and i've like always just loved listening to anything that she puts out she's been a big inspiration on like Anytime I try to write lyrics, which I don't do anymore, I'm like, what would Rachel say? And then I like horribly fail and just go make a like a hip hop beat instead. But <laughs> if you could have dinner with any three people uh, living or dead, who would you have dinner with? Hmm. See when when questions like this get asked, I'm just trying to come up with like the most ridiculous answer of like Something that just never that could like never happen. Um, okay, I want to pick. I want to. I want to intentionally pick zero musicians. But all I can think about are musicians. Um, anyone throughout anybody throughout that history that you find interesting? interesting. Uh, yeah, Mozart. Uh, he was a pianist. It's true. It's true. He's he's a legend. I've played way too much Mozart in my life. I love hate with that man. <laughs> There's okay, so let's see. There's a uh, I'm gonna go with oh, I said I'm not gonna pick musicians. I'm gonna go with Sibelius. He's this classical music composer who just has like really nice imagery and dreamy sounds. I think that he would be a very interesting guy. Uh, maybe uh, let's see. And I don't have the patience to sit through movies or the attention. <laughs> I'll admit it. People know it. People know that I don't know anything. <laughs> very, I wouldn't say uncultured. You're definitely music-wise. You're, you're, uh, you're an Olympic uh, athlete. I know music. So. And then even in music, I like I know like the biggest names. I know the most hipster niche names. And then like, like there will be people that like 
everyone knows that I'm like, oh, I've like never heard of you before. And it's it's hit or miss. It's hit or miss. I have no idea who I would go get dinner with. What about if you're stuck on a desert island for a year and you oh, could only man. and you had to be there Dude, with one person? I mean, Carla and I would murder each other by the end of it. And do that, which is which is I we probably <laughs> wouldn't, but maybe. Is it, is it like a cop out to just say like one of my best friends from high school? No, I mean it's if family friend. I mean, you gotta think about it. Like, let's say you had a buddy that you spend a hundred percent of your time with, that would be a solid choice because yeah, you're going to be stuck on a I year. Pick, with one of my somebody, friends, Gabe. He like, you know, and like, like best friend from my middle high school connected to soccer, but he was never a musician, but was like always like number one fan. And like, we've always connected over like other people. And he's like, I think we'd survive. I think we'd probably like, he's also like really smart and really nice and really caring. And so I'm like, that, that seems like a nice, a nice thing. We'd probably just talk all day and then get like really buff. And then, uh, like he went to school for like <laughs> astroscience or some, something first. I don't know, but he would probably like build another Island next door to our stranded Island by the end of the year. If you had a billboard and you could put anything on it, what would you put on the billboard and where would you put it? So I think that'd be pretty fun. There's this, there's this tiny little like emote, like keyboard emote that I've been using everywhere. That's just a little baby smiley face. It's like really tiny. And so I would put that like probably big enough that you could see it on the billboard, but like in premise, it's a very baby, tiny smiley face. And I'd probably put it like, like Times Square, just in the middle. Just like a blank billboard with a tiny ass smiley face in the middle of Times Square. That sounds that sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, it sounds pretty dope. What scares you? Are you afraid of anything? Kind of heights, failure. Just the the three the the usual suspects. <laughs> failure to a certain degree is good because you can learn from your mistakes, but obviously. I think I'm- um, there's I'm certain things of, uh, you don't want to fail at. No, yeah, the um, stuff that crawls. Is, I'm ter- mortified of paper cuts. We'll just let that silence just sit there for a second. Okay. Absolutely mortified. No, it's fair enough. <laughs> Dude, it's the worst. Everybody's had a paper it's cut so understands fair. it, you know. It is. It's 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 a shock to the system and Dude, and it's it's in like, what's worse is it's a retaliate. piece of paper that did it to you. It's a piece of paper. It can't feel anything, but it <laughs> caused so much pain. You and Carly were on an Instagram live. You had a film crew. You guys are sitting there. How cool was it to have oh, one man. that little camera that was, moving back and forth? We on named that, that little dude. We named that little camera. I think we named it Randall. I. I, I was texting with the 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 videographer, trying to remember. We were trying to remember the name. That was crazy. The quality on that, like they were just shooting that live. Those were just two students that were friends of mine, that just like had slowly amassed a bunch of gear. I'm just like, that's just like people that are good at cameras terrify me, but have like my highest respect. That was so cool. 
it, it looked it looked like a lot of fun because you guys were just you know they're like just be yourself and you felt it looked like you felt like you had an obligation to give the performance of your life <laughs> we also like went into that without like rehearsing or practicing at all and so we really were just like we went and we're just like hey like be vulnerable we're just gonna be weird because we have no idea what we're doing but we're just gonna go have fun we're in a safe space we're in a comfortable space we're literally just messing around we're just testing out stuff there's a tiny little camera rolling around on the floor it was fun it was awesome how bad do you want to get on stage I'm ready and to, perform it's on my bucket list but yeah, i miss i think uh we've we did kyle and i had like the biggest show of her life and it was the biggest show of my life outside of like class i've played for terrifyingly large audiences in classical music which is but it's like not the focus is on me and so it's not the same as like writing songs and then people reciting yeah. lyrics back to you like that's awesome but we played like the biggest show of either of our lives like like a like couple weeks before lockdown happened and like the moon bar yeah and the moon bar in Fort Worth, and then like I dude, live music hasn't like remotely crossed my mind just because it's like not an option at all. And we've done like so successful like recording side, but man, now that you mentioned it, like, dude, I'm itching to get back on stage. That sounds so like so much fun. You know, I, I remember when COVID first started and it was on the news, like, uh, I don't know if it was Italy where DJs were on the balconies in their uh, apartment buildings and they were playing music and shows for all the other apartment buildings They've around been, it. I've, and I was like, that is I, just I, so cool. I never got into live streams. They like, it just wasn't the same. Not, not worth my time, but I know that Carly went and saw like dead mouse play in like a car concert. just recently, which is, and I'm like, I saw dude, that on crazy. Instagram. People, I like, was jealous. I don't know. All all the substitutes of live music are cool. They're right. It's not the same. I I I did like one live stream. We've done like a couple like like chill live streams, but I would never like. I'm not. I would never want to do like. I put in a bunch of effort and money and time into doing a live stream concert. It's because it's like. It's not the experience that I... You're not getting the vibe from the audience. I mean, I've been been to like OzFest where you've got, you know, 13, 14 bands playing and um, Monsters of Rock, you know, when Poison and Metallica were new. And, you know, there's definitely nothing like a live concert. And even if the concert's bad, if the audience is into it, you're, you're almost right. like enjoying, you're enjoying it just because... There. I think when I went to ACL and like saw Billy, that was I'm like I'm from Austin, and so we inherently like kind of hate ACL because it takes over the city and it's like traffic and you can't do anything, and they like live streamed it so you could. I'm super hypocritical now, but I would just like live stream ACL from my room instead of like going out and like the hot crowd because I didn't know I liked crowds and stuff. Then I finally went to ACL. After like getting into music, I'm like, oh man, this is perfect. This is so much fun. So now I just want to go to every single music festival. If you had one superpower, what Dude, what mean, would it probably be? Probably the teleportation. But other than that, uh, I could be. I think it'd be like really funny to be able to be invisible. 
You could do so much stupid stuff. You'd have a lot of fun. You'd have a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Easy. Get in the concerts for free. (laughs) (laughs) You're on stage with Billy and you not even know it. If you could play a concert anywhere in the world, where would you choose to play? Honestly, like headlining ACL, that's like... One of my one of my like goals, Kyle and I wrote down goals a couple months ago. One of my goals is to play ACL like six PM slot or later. I think that'd be really cool. It's like all that like sentimental hometown. Red Rocks in Colorado. That seems super hip. Yeah, I did Coachella. Coachella. Also, I like, anything like that. Never thought about this because I yeah. Let's do that. Maybe somewhere like maybe some like giant stadium in like Madrid. That'd be pretty sick. I just want to go to Europe, I guess. Just a seven alone. <laughs> now, Red Rocks in Colorado. That's a cool. It's in the mountains. It's like fabled, I guess. That's a cool place to play. Let's do yeah. that. If you got an opportunity to play with any band right now, uh, what band okay. would you choose so to play with? Oh, man. I'm forgetting. That. So I'm thinking about Tiny Dust Concerts. And live arrangements of that. Um, maybe Phony People. They're this like R&B group out of Brooklyn that they did Megan The Stallion's Tiny Desk and like live band R&B the hell out of that. And it was so cool. Maybe something like that. Or just any band that has like Jacob Collier in it because he's like the best musician on the planet. Like he is a band by himself. So. That would be a that would be a very worthy band. <laughs> Do you have any funny or interesting stories oh, you man, can share I mean, about yourself? Like car Maybe breaking down, Waterburger drive-through at midnight in a city not that we lived in, which made everything ten times harder. That was pretty bad. That was pretty embarrassing. Her dad still roasts me about it. Every time we're on Facetime, he'll just be like, "So, Will, how's your Rav Four? And I'm like. Get out of here. It works. We fixed it. It was good. <laughs> um, embarrassing stories. Uh, she doesn't really get embarrassed. She doesn't seem like we, she gets embarrassed. We wrote embarrassed. a diss track about one of our good friends, though. And then I think that friend is about to write a verse about Carly. And Carly's freaking out about it. So I'm thinking about writing a diss track about Carly also. That'll be my next independent project, uh, uh, this track. There you go. What should I have asked uh, that I didn't know enough to ask about you? I think this is pretty chill. Um, I think the big moral of the story is I like, really like music. And like all I do is music, which I'm okay with. And FIFA. Um, dude, if I get on a FIFA soundtrack, it'd be crazy. Apparently, like, Dua Lipa is one of our, like, favorite artists. Apparently, she, for whatever reason, I don't know what type of, like, marketing stunt promotion thing they were doing. She's in the game now. Like, you can play as Dua Lipa in some game mode. So that's pretty crazy. I'd, I, I, I don't think I'm worthy enough to be, like, or like, a, like, she's tall, so she'd be, like, a good athlete. Like, she's probably, like, a really good player to play with. I'm, like not physically imposing so there's zero reason to pick me as a player but i'll be in fifa that'd be pretty chill 
Well, it was a real pleasure having you on the show today. I'd like to thank you for taking time on your schedule. It was really great talking with you. Play the grand opening so, of your South Dakota club. That South would be Dakota. a packed house, I guarantee it. That would be great. Thank you so oh, much for yeah. having me. This has been a blast. Every one of them. <laughs> great to riff for an hour. <laughs> I want to thank you all for listening today to Let's Chat with Scooter with our special guest, Will Brookhart. You'll get to know more of him and Carly Bearden in the future. In the meantime, check him out on all platforms. This is Let's Chat with Scooter. Have a great and positive day.